0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's very good against righties. As a left-handed pitcher. You don't see this a lot, but 310 Wobo out. Just say 149 ISO and is really limited hard contact at 25%. And even the struggles against lefties still gives you a 33% strikeout rate against left-handed hitters. So good against righties. This Detroit lineup going to be loaded with a bunch of right-handed hitters. Not a lot of power in that lineup. And the lefties that are in there, hey, we get that 33% strikeout rate. Love this spot for Boston tonight, but really like this spot for Eduardo Rodriguez against the Tigers at 8,400. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But as always, before we do that, Who's your favorite play? Get in the comment section. Let me know your beast of the night. And while you're there, guys, if you enjoy your time in the fantasy bar, all you got to do, no tips required here in this bar, click that thumbs up button. Helps a lot, guys. And I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get to my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. time so we like boston we like rodriguez let's get some hitters for boston love an outfielder jd martinez 4100 tonight's beast of the night so we talk about bregman as one of the better righty hitters in the league same thing applies here for jd martinez you see that massive 425 weighted oba against right-handed pitching dating back to the start of last season a nice iso at two 73, a 46% hard contact rate, and an ace 12% high value hit rate. Now, let's look at the matchup here with Mr. Ross. 40% is that hard contact rate allowed for him since the start of 2018, and this season been somewhat of a struggle early on with righties. 366 wOBA. 227 ISO allowed. I mentioned I love Boston, love the stack here tonight. Mookie Betts right there as well for me. But JD got the edge here, but love Boston, love Rodriguez, put them all together here against Detroit. My favorite stack of the night, and JD Martinez, easily my favorite play on FanDuel and tonight's beast of the night all right guys that wraps up here for the wednesday six pack on fandle any questions comments feedback hit me up in that comment section you can also reach out follow me on twitter as well at BeerMakersFan for Rotogrinders.com. i am beer saying Salu. best of luck here tonight guys we'll take tomorrow off we'll be right back here with another six pack on friday so stay tuned for that good luck guys make sure you get over to roto grinders take advantage of all the free stuff plate iq today Helping you build better lineups, go check it out, and we'll see you back here on Protonade.
2: It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the Sharpside app. We are excited to roll out Sharpside Street Contest presented by FanDuel. <laughs> All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks as you can, all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another lock pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel, and remember, you always want to be on the sharp side.
3: Hey, thanks for taking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy
4: sports, make sure you check out the current video's playlist.
3: I'm Runners Dean here at Steed7904 if you want to get all technical on I me. Mean, it's 5 o'clock on the East Coast on the dot, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which of course is time of the flagship show here at Riders. It's called Riders Live and it's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's one uh, Pepsi7 who like 12 seconds ago was serenading. It's, you were serenading us hit so myself in D-Train because you were showing off at one point in time you won a trophy for singing and I guess I was getting a flashback to that.
4: Yeah, it was more for D-Train than you. It was actually nothing to do with you whatsoever, but uh, I was doing my best to serenade him, absolutely.
3: Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, You won a trophy when you were five years old in a three-person competition where one person threw up, and it wasn't you. By default, you won the trophy, so uh, since then, I think you you believe you're a, a championship singer? More or less? I, I'm definitely
4: a shabby-sit singer because I have the trophy, and I think you're just a hater here. So a little jealousy I detect here, Dean, but uh, simply I can do it all. I'm a very good singer, and, and my fans here on the show really appreciate my singing. Your fans. <laughs> Hello, fans.
3: Uh, I, I want to tell you this. Uh, hi, I'll say, hi, chat. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, jump on over here to Roto-Gradders. Of course, we'll do our best to knock out your questions you're asking YouTube uh, at some point in the show. Well, you know, uh, the, at the end of the show, we should have, in theory – 10-15 uh, minutes or so for chat for chat questions because this slate is obviously only a half uh we got about what seven games going down uh and if you guys are on the rotor grounders chat you can feel free to ask questions there as well of course our talented multi uh multitasking uh producers Dietrich, if he could just sort of uh, compose himself after that singing <laughs> i imagine he will be all over grabbing those questions out of youtube um yeah, not, not a great, uh, not, not, a, not a very, not, whatever. It's a, it's a fine slate, I suppose, Pepson. I mean, we always seem to get the crap slates. Why is that?
4: <laughs> I know we do. I get a lot of Wednesday action. I guess that's why uh, you get these split slates, which can be difficult. But I don't mind the slate. We've got some pitching options. We've got some offensive options. we got some value out there. There's enough of everything to uh, to make it fun tonight, I think. It's not like we're uh, completely lost on offense. And, of course, usually we get terrible pitching. We got some good pitching tonight. I mean, not the ideal matchups, but we do have some aces out there. So uh, I'm okay to say It's the best pitching slate you and I have had all year, which tells you how bad the pitching slate's have been.
3: Yeah, but I was going to I was gonna get it before, and uh, so I want to take one more shot at far, as far as you're singing. You're not even the best singer on the airwaves today for Roto-Griders because one cheese is good as Dave Potts, like a real legitimate singer. If you guys don't know that, take the worm wormhole. Uh, the, 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 if you're on the old YouTube uh, just to go down the rabbit hole as far as Dave's singing. It's, he's, a, he's a legend in some parts for sure. So you are the, the second best singer at best uh, on RG's Airwaves. So for that, congratulations, I guess. I suppose you're on the podium, but, you know, by default.
4: I mean, BJ Bratt's saying it best. Dean hating on his bestie. Why Why are you all over me? Just because I have a singing trophy and you don't? Is that, I mean, don't hate on me because I want a trophy. I <laughs> you mean, were not of kick the- off the show with, look how good I am. I have a trophy. You started this mess.
3: Hey, Pepsi, you, you, you're, I mean, you're in a bad mood, you know, because you're kind of powering for this show because you're still uh, RIP to your, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs, sorry?
4: Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, it, it's not so maddening that we lost to Boston. I mean, I, I hate Boston. as a Leaf fan. You have to after the last couple of years playing them so often. It's just that, you know, we're young. We're going to be good for a lot of years. But the path to the cup, it's been the craziest NHL postseason ever. All the top seeds have basically been knocked out. The path to the cup was here. You don't got to go through Winnipeg. You don't got to go through Nashville. You don't got to go through Tampa Bay. You know, maybe in Washington gets knocked out tonight. But I mean, it just seemed like the pass here. I felt like we we're better than Boston. I felt like we haven't played Boston. We just didn't finish Boston. So it's a tough field to swallow. I'm a huge hockey fan and leaf fan, as most of you know. So that's tough. I mean, basketball seems to be um, a little bit more predictable throughout the playoffs so far with the top teams winning here. But hockey, if you're not following, man all the top seeds have been knocked out and including the biggest upset of all time in hockey, that being Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay. So it's just been crazy. And of course, last night, the San Jose Vegas game seemed to uh, break Twitter.
3: Well, yeah, that's the thing is that there, and also Dame, uh, Dame Lord broke Twitter Twitter too, as well. I'm not sure how much you follow the basketball, but Lillard had an, had an absolutely ridiculous shot at the buzzer to knock out. OKC uh, from a 37 feet out or so. And it wasn't like, you know, it was just like a, just throw the ball up. Like he, it was an ISO play. He's just like, okay, I'm just going to pull up in 37 or take a step back from 37. And he banked it right into Paul George's eye. And that was a walk-off. It was pretty awesome. So congrats to him. Congrats to the Blazers. They're asking in the chat, Pepsi, the people want to know
4: Carolina or Washington tonight. Who do you have? I think Washington wins it. I wouldn't bet against them, um, but I'm sure of a Carolina. I will say this as well. Even the teams that have gone on Islanders lost one of their best defensemen. TJ Oshie is out for Washington. So even the good teams that are left, are banged up. Another reason why I'm so so upset that we couldn't pull this off and and make a run here, man.
3: It's a uh, it's free premium this week. Pepsi, are you celebrating? How how are you celebrating free premium week here at RotoGrinders?
4: Well, it's free premium week every week for me. Fortunately enough, but uh, I mean, I couldn't do anything without it. I don't think at this point, you know. Back in the day, we used to figure this out on our own, and and now I feel like I'd be lost. I mean, the RG RG premium package is unbelievable. I say it all the time when I get a chance to speak about it. I'm a big fan of cheese, not only is he a great dude, but he knows the baseball game inside out better than anybody I know, and his articles are, by itself, worth the price of admission, and they're quite funny most of the time, too. I enjoy his comical side, but uh, it's the best uh, premium package in the business, bar none. So we're going to go over it a little bit as we do the show here, too, but uh, um, cheese's article, like I said, alone is amazing, and it's worth every penny.
3: Yeah, we do a screen share every single day, premium peak, and uh, later on in the show, we'll take a look uh, today at plate iq you get premium plate iq uh if you guys are not aware if you're not premium members and yeah two things about cheese uh one uh, you, you forgot to mention he's a better singer to you uh and second
4: <laughs> no, no doubt he is no doubt. if you
3: read his article today he actually took a shot at me yes like, yeah he had me striking out versus like irvin santana which is in some sort of weird hypothetical scenario and you know at one point in time like i'm not as good as i once was or, or was even we're even close but uh, at one point in time, Pepsi, I know you have like nine or ten or eleven rings, whatever it is, in your your uh your softball. And you know, I may have won something back in the day, but that was years ago. And I i definitely uh, the luster is gone. So I probably would get struck out by uh but the, the the thing that really tilted me is he had crane batting in front of me, which is preposterous.
4: Well, at this point in both your careers, maybe maybe Kane isn't in front of you. Maybe he's the better on base guy and you're gonna drive him in. I don't know, but uh I mean Hey, you're in the box. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could hit in Santana right now. I mean, he didn't say you're going to strike out all four bats. He just makes <laughs> one. So I imagine you rip off a couple of hits off him as long as he stays in the game. No. I mean, I I mean, look, I don't. Know.
3: All I can tell you is that I should be ha- I should be hitting ahead of Crane. That's all I'm saying. You know, you know, what else, you know what else has to be tilting? Uh, Crane, like the, the the MLB comp of Crane is probably like Chris Davis. But I I really wanted to play Chris Davis today. Yes. He's not in the lineup. That's bumming me out. Is that a weird? That's a weird feeling. But. Yeah. Is there a more perfect matchup for Chris Davis and Urban Santana who's given up almost four homers per nine in his last like two years? Of course, it's a small sample. It's like 33 innings. The dude's been injured a lot, but still. Uh, this is, I was salivating at the thought of rostering Chris Davis for like nothing. And uh, it's thrown off my plans today. I'm a little bit rattled.
4: Seven, seven, seven. I must admit, I thought the same thing, too. Here's my value play in the expert survey and uh, had him ranked off to re-ranked by rankings after we get off the air here. But, uh, yeah, it is disappointing because in a pretty good spot here, you got uh, two average pitchers maybe going at it, maybe below average in Santana. A couple of bad bullpens. That, you know, I wanted that value there. Maybe not $500 on Fanduel anymore free but still at 21 or 22, that's pretty close to free. So I'm disappointed as well. But uh, he's had some good spots, though. We've played him a few times. We mentioned Marco Estrada the time he had against him and, and Santana, very similar, uh, very hittable fly ball pitchers. So that's strange that he's not in the lineup. But again, the Baltimore youth movement here, so I guess uh, <laughs> they don't have to play Davis even when the uh, the matchup seems appropriate. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's, it's a youth movement. Like players that aren't very good, and they have some, like VR is not a guy that's going to be around. The like Joey Ricard's. I don't know. Whatever. Nonetheless, I'm not going to sit here and take shots at Baltimore. But uh, I don't know how good these players. It's not like these are guys like they're going to be good in two or three years. I don't think.
4: Uh, we saw. Yeah, see. it doesn't seem like there's a lot of top prospects in there. But you're not really allowed to take shots in organizations outside of Miami, are you? I. I mean, I try to. that yeah, that's sort of my narrow cast. by yeah, all my
3: bullets. I want to get uh, as many shots in as the Marlins as possible. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, as as uh, Paddock is absolutely cruising uh, right now. I don't know if you saw Paddock is cruising versus a. Uh, Seattle, I believe, from six, uh, they gave him away for Fernando Rodney because, you know, the Marlins just had to have 40-year-old Fernando Rodney three years in a fake playoff race. But I uh, I digress. Let's, get, let's talk about the slate. So Chris Davis is one of those guys that would help us get a, a dude like Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is the clear, you know, stud, the top, top pitcher on the slate. Of course, we know stud top pitchers as a whole collectively and just pitchers in general. We're giving him a ton of homers, obviously. Uh, less predictable there's theories out there the ball is juiced uh, if the ball is more uh, uh, favorable for aerodynamics that's above my you you gotta hit up Bill Nye for that or something like that I really can't break that down but um, Verlander what are our thoughts as far as paying up for Justin because you know there are some step downs we'll talk about in a second but let's knock out Verlander first
4: yeah, the ball does seem lively, just to tap on that a little bit this year, more so than uh, usual. Everybody's kind of commenting and noticing. But, um, you know, we have to love Verlander. Again, like like we talked about earlier, we've got some aces on here. We just don't necessarily love the matchups. or maybe it's not ideal for some circumstance here. But uh, I like Verlander. I think if you're playing cash, you definitely want to start there. He is your safest option. He's going six and seven innings. I believe he's got over 100 pitches in every one of his starts but one. So we know we can count on a long leash for him. He's durable. I just, the twins are kind of pesky, you know, they're kind of frustrating to roster a pitcher against. They don't strike out a ton. They're fairly patient. They got some pop in there. We know Verlander has got up a home run in all but one start as well. So we know he's, uh, we know we can give up the home run here. You just hope obviously it's solo shots and uh, likely to be the case with his control and a lead arm that he has, but I like Verlander. I don't love Verlander and cash. I think you must go there because you can. And uh, there's not a lot of other options here in terms of elite, and that's what we want to cash. Uh, as far as GPPs go, or even one-pitcher sites, I don't think you have to play Verlander tonight, and I'm just – I'm not in love with it. Even even in tournaments here on a site like Franduil, for example, where you're only playing one pitcher, I don't know how much exposure I have to Verlander, but in fantasy draft and draft kings, I'll certainly have, you know, probably 50% exposure to him in GPPs, and I'm definitely 100% all in on him in cash games.
3: Pepsi, uh, I'm in a conversation now with Chad discussing – uh are jinxes real i mean this is there's a clear only one answer for this uh the answer is no yeah okay thank you (laughs) the the chat chat's afraid i'm gonna jinx a paddock because i mean in every situation when something's happening like if i'm not jinxing a paddock somebody else is jinxing paddock and somebody else is in theory jinxing the other side right so whatever let's not get in the
4: yeah, it's the whole method of you can't say shutout in hockey because then of course they'll get scored on, but it's a, it's a bit ridiculous. I don't think that you and I talking about a game is going to change that. And I will say that uh, hitter versus pitcher is real, BBP. That is 100 real because when the actual batter or pitcher believes something, you could say that the, that comes into play. But I don't think us jinxing Paddock is something we can actually do.
3: Detroit just dropped a link here in chats. Does anybody want to want to try to win some swag? Uh, The first person to give the names of the three people currently in the Grinders Live production room right now wins some swag. So uh, have at it. I'm actually at home right now, so I don't know who it is, but I have guesses. I might have some some inside information, but uh, I will not give that away necessarily. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah, so Verlander, obviously a great play. You pull up Minnesota, they they are kind of tricky because there is some power. If you you fire up the old uh, plate IQ, the first five guys – you know, they, they kind of jump off the page as far as ISO, as far as WOBA as well, especially the ISO. Uh, and they don't strike out a lot either, collectively. And it's amazing. I have the, the stats pulled up on IQ. You can do it by years. And they have 2018 and 2019 collectively. And, you know, it's against the, the particular arm of the pitcher, Wrighties. Uh, I guess a studio, we always talk about a studio, just, uh, you know, La Tortuga. He uh, does not strike out. He does not walk. Uh, in 111 plate appearances, Pepsi versus Wrighties in 2018 and 2019, He's got a 1.8% walk rate and a 0% K rate. That's which,
4: which is insane. Which is, which is why I guess Phil Collins wrote that song about him.
3: No, that's the, that, 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 was, that was not about La Tortuga. <laughs> that's, you're completely – just don't sing it for the people, but then you'll expose yourself as a fraud, as a terrible singer. So uh, definitely I, I recommend you hold back on that. Uh, you're speaking of step-downs as far as pitcher – uh, we got Erod lurking right there, right?
4: Yeah, I love it, Rodriguez. I mean, he's looked pretty good those last couple of starts. Got the swing and stork, strike rate back up again. The velocity has increased. And more importantly, the Detroit Tigers are an absolute disaster versus lefties, sitting dead last in almost every relevant category. Iso, Woba, you know, they're not. They're not also very disciplined. They don't walk. They strike out a ton. And uh, they just can't hit left-handed pitching. So despite the fact that that Tigers roster is all righties or switch hitters, which will be riding. Right handed, of course, tonight. They, they, you know, there's very little power here, even if it's in Fenway, and a lot of strikeouts. And I, I just love it Rodriguez Ruiz tonight. I mean, Boston's likely going to get him a win. I think Rodriguez can get six innings and uh, get that all important quality start. And he's still, even though he's more likely going to go six or five of two thirds, I still think he's got double digit K upside. I do. More likely to finish around six innings and eight Ks. Uh, I would certainly take that. But I love Rodriguez tonight. You're getting a discount on him everywhere, especially on FanDuel in comparison to Verlander, and the matchup is certainly better in terms of striking out and being undisciplined. Not as much power versus the Twins. So, you know, in terms of bang for your buck, uh, and Rodriguez is my top guy tonight. I don't even mind using him on FanDuel as your cash game player, and on DK in fantasy draft, I'll probably have as much, if not more, exposure to Rodriguez and cash, or sorry, GPPs, than I will Verlander tonight. Two
3: other good pitchers taking the bump tonight, and uh, according to Kevin Ross' weather tool, it's actually pretty good – uh, a pretty good pitching environment there in Chicago. What, what are your thoughts as far as Bueller and Hamels?
4: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I'm, I mean, Hamels has looked really good. You know, he, the control has been great. He's getting strikeouts, depending on the matchup, I guess, more so. Uh, he's not walking anybody. He's getting ground balls. That's good. Hamels has looked good. But the Dodgers is tough. And I know they're much better versus righties. This is still a tough lineup to get through here. So at the price point that I got to pay for Hamels, I'm completely passing. Walker, Bueller, I'm a big fan of him. I'm just concerned, again, Chicago's another team that's tough. They don't strike out a ton. They're they're, they're very patient, and they'll draw a lot of walks, eat up a lot of pitches. You know, I think Bueller's fine, six innings, four or five Ks. I don't know if that's worth his price point across the industry. Again, I I just don't love the matchup. Um, If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go Bueller. And, uh, again, I'm a big fan overall. But, again, the leash, where is the leash here? We don't know about that either. Like, is he – is he able to pitch past six innings, even if he is only throwing 80, 85 pitches? It's hard to say with Dave Roberts there. That's also frustrating. So you're paying a pretty penny to get either Hamels or and I just don't see the upside of their matchup tonight, which is why I'm going up to Verlander or I'm coming down to Rodriguez.
3: Yeah, I mean it's the combination of the leash of Buehler and also the chance of getting like a pitch hit four in a situation like a fifth or sixth inning that might, uh, might call for something like that. And as far as the pitch count, last time out was his biggest, uh, you know, the pitches have gone up for what it's worth. First start of the year, 66. Uh, then it was 79, then 85, then 92. Uh, I'll take I'll take 90s. You know, of course, he got to the seventh inning last time out, six and a third. Uh, you know, he, he really, uh, you know, pitched really well against Cincinnati last time out. I actually crushed him with, uh, with eight Ks or so. And like you said, uh, the Chicago lineup does have some Ks in it. You know, you got Descousa leading off. He strikes out plenty. He's not a good hitter anyway, like it's from most angles. Um, actually, the ISO is higher, is higher than I thought it was. That kind of surprises me uh brian's been scuffling but of course you don't want to pick on him too much but the, he will strike out as well by his uh the same sort of deal those guys will k as well with the risk some pop in their bats too collectively 20.5 percent as far as a strikeout percentage but the other part you said uh chicago out of his super uh they're patient uh, yeah. you know Descalso. that's why he's letting off the dude walks 15.5 percent of the time uh you know versus Brady's forward forward uh, plate appearances in the last two years Baez, uh, he doesn't walk at all. But besides him, like Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, Hayward, collectively 10.2%. That's a pretty big number. Uh, and if nothing else, they're going to, you know, get that pitch count up, which is right. somewhat concerning. Uh, our SP2, as far as saving some money, if you want to kind of make things work with a cheap pitcher uh, and get some bats in there we like, uh, it's it's kind of slim pickings. I, I think the conversation is, we. Well, I guess we shouldn't skip Jordan Lyles. You know, he's been pitching good. Uh, the you know great ballpark arizona's kind of one of those neutral teams uh I think he's been lucky as far as K so far for what it's worth yeah i mean he's got a twenty nine percent k rate and nine point five percent swinging strike rate, which is just that's fraudulent that 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 k rate's gonna go down for sure small sample sizes that's through what uh, seventeen innings this is not a guy who's been a case of throughout his year uh his career if you kind of extend the last season uh lyle's twenty three point six percent k rate uh and in hundred four innings that's more like it, more ideal i suppose uh and he's he's fairly you know cheap so I'm okay with Lyles but you you have a thought as far as I didn't talk about going up or going down uh you got to roster two of these dudes is Lyles the conversation for you
4: yeah I I think so if you're not on one pitcher site I mean I'm not interested in Lyles or Fando but I think as an SP2 on fantasy draft or DK here uh, that's the top guy Uh, as you mentioned his numbers have been probably a little too good and Arizona's not a team I'd like to pick on another team that will walk and not strike out a ton here but it's a good ballpark you're just looking for a quality starter, a guy not to get beat up too much here. Again, he's the guy that could easily go six, get that quality start, and strike out a handful of batters. And, and that's probably good enough for his, uh, for his salary there. So that's likely what I'll do. I mean, if I, I love the idea of Verlaine Rodriguez, but that's tough. And I don't think it's a must in cash. I'll take the savings with Lyles in cash and go down there. Uh, aside from Lyles, though, it's, uh, like you said, some slim pickings down here. I mean, there's a couple of options here just because you're picking on a couple of bad teams. I mean, you could go to John Means, who's going to see some exposure, I think, tonight um we don't know how deep he's going to go but he's looked good the last couple of starts he does strike out guys pretty good the White Sox lineup you know can be had here obviously the ballpark doesn't favor him but the worry there is he's not going to go very deep but at just $5,200 on DK for example more so there than anywhere he's pretty cheap on fantasy draft as well here I'll take a shot on a few tournaments here and, and just hope that he has four clean innings or maybe gets into the fifth with a strikeout per inning that would be nice and even Irvin Santana, I guess you could go to and try to pick on that awful Baltimore lineup. But Santana has just been so bad. It's not even like he's average anymore. He's just been so bad that I'm not sure I can even go to Irvin Santana, to be honest. I think I'd probably go up to Lyles and be safer. But um, he's an option, I guess, versus Baltimore. If you're throwing out, say, 10-plus lineups, you're trying to get you know exposure to multiple arms. But uh, for me, really, it's Verland at the top. I'm coming down to Rodriguez. I love Lyles and SB2, especially in cash. And if I'm really looking to save, I'm probably just going to use means here. Yeah,
3: means getting a spot start because of a doubleheader Baltimore had a couple days ago. And uh, if you kind of look at, he pitched in the 18th. He threw uh let's see, 35 pitches in the 18th. and the 14th, he threw 82 pitches. He threw 60 pitches in the ninth. <clears throat> I think four innings is pretty. You know, you know, depending on how if things are going well, I guess he can get the five. I suppose. I, I think you're being a little bit ambitious, but uh, and yeah. The Chicago lineup, we'll, we'll show this in the screen share as far as the White Sox, maybe we'll pull that one up in the play IQ, because it's all red as far as the K guys. I, I would say like Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's the guy who strikes out the least on this team, and he's a guy that can strike out a fair bit at 20.9%. So there are some Ks there. Uh, you know, not a big sample, obviously, as far as beans and pitching on the pen, usually your K rate's going to be higher that way, but he does have a 25.6% K rate. Uh, and again, super, super small sample, but uh, kind of worth noting there are some Ks there, and Chicago is certainly happy to oblige. Uh, the other guy that, I mean, you mentioned Urban Santana, Pepsi. I can't do that.
4: Yeah, I talked myself out of him as well. I just kind of mentioned the fact that he was cheap and he's facing Baltimore, but he's just so bad. And he has been really for a couple of years now when he's pitched that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like him going there. That's why I said it's Verlander, Rodriguez, Lyles, and Means is pretty much all I'm on right now. So, I mean, the Yankees' farm system's playing tonight. With the, They
3: got the addition of <laughs> Gary Sanchez. He's, he's expected to come back tonight. Uh, Felix Pena is not like a great pitcher or anything. Um, but, you know, he's facing a bunch of guys that are just wearing – they're a bunch of imposters. They're, they're frauds. They're, 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 these are guys that got red tags in their roster, roster in spring training. Not that far. But the lineup's bad. It's not a good lineup, obviously. Sanchez should help, I suppose. But uh, Felix Pena, is he in the conversation at all? Or I think he's too ex- – I wouldn't say too expensive. I think he's better on – there's other sites where he's better on. When I was still going jumping around as far as DK, as far as fans draft, uh, I'd rather play Lyles, who's cheaper amongst
4: those two. I want to tell you, though, the Yankees are 8-2 and two and have won five in a row despite having a double-A roster. So you can make really? fun of that roster. They just keep winning. They have been better with the injuries, like I said, five in a row, and 8-2 eight and, eight and two in the last 10, than they had been with their full rosters, which is crazy. Um, that doesn't mean Payne not not – I mean, Payne is an average pitcher – He's priced up a little higher than I would like. I looked at him early on. I thought, ooh, that could be sneaky tonight. And then you see his price point, and you go, ah, I can get a safer Lyles, who's a better pitcher, for $300 less on DK. So that's probably what i up doing. I wouldn't talk you out of Pena, but um, Sanchez comes back. There's some power in there, some patience in that lineup as well. Yeah, the Ks are there, but Pena not a big K guy anyway. Can he take advantage? I think is fine. I think that I'd rather have Lyles. And I may rather have means just to save that extra money to get the big bats in there. But, uh, you know, depending on my laps I end up doing and combinations I end up doing, I'm not saying I won't use pain; I'm just not seeking him out.
3: Yeah, middle of the road as far as Ks. Actually, I was going to say neutral as far as Ks. It's probably even worse than that. Uh, Last year and this year combined, he has a K rate of 21.4%, which is, you know, uh, that's below league average now. Uh, Swinging strike rate of 10.7%. So maybe that suggests he should get a few more Ks pretty good numbers i mean a a better number as far as making strike rate as opposed to the k rate uh anything else that's worth uh, mentioning as far as the pitchers, or shall we talk about some of the bats we're featuring today
4: yeah let's talk about some bats man
3: yeah let's do it um so bets depending on where you're shopping uh dkn fans jeff he's he's like he's discounted to some extent on on fandle he's way too cheap Mm -hmm. uh what are we doing with Mookie?
4: Yeah, I love Mookie Betts. I mean, he's at home. He's facing a very hittable pitcher in Tyson Ross. He's hot right now, reaching base 12 times in his last five games. And, of course, Ross also, as a bonus, doesn't hold runners on very well. So, Betts has multiple hit upside. He's got multiple run and RBI upside, multiple stolen base even upside in this matchup. So, you know, he's the best hitter on a, on a team that should score a lot of runs. The Detroit bullpen's not good behind Ross. And it's just too easy, especially except in a fan of $4,000. Come on. You know, that's a lock in your Caskin laps here. But Lukey yeah. Betts is my top play of the night, regardless of salary and sight tonight. Am I hearing, is that foreshadowing? Is he a possible jack-in-the-bag candidate? Uh, he is definitely a, definitely a strong candidate. We'll have to wait till later in the show to give you that. But uh, <laughs> the upside is certainly there for a jack-in-the-bag tonight, for sure.
3: Yeah, on the on the plate IQ, there's also the premium leaderboard who kind of speaks to the stolen base ability and, like, how vulnerable pitchers and batteries are, are uh, to the stolen base. And Ross, obviously, is one of those guys we just kind of know that you can swipe a bag on, and uh, we'll show it. We'll show in the premium, uh, you know, the premium peaks and enough where bets uh, kind of lines up in that. Uh, other sticks, of course, the Chicago-Baltimore series has been fun.
4: Who is your favorite bat in that game? I think it's still a White Sox and Jose Abreu. I mean, you know, Santana's been awful, and we know the bullpen behind is pretty bad, and, and Baltimore, surprisingly, has been a pretty decent offense, actually, and they're really good last night, as we know, too. But as much as I do like Means... He's not going to pitch deep, as we know. The matchup still favors Abreu. Another guy on Abreu is starting to get hot again as well. And uh, a bit of a lefty masher himself. The bad bullpen behind him. The good good hitters park, sorry. Price point across the industry is pretty good. So Abreu is still a top bat. I know a lot of people are leaning towards the side of the Orioles in that game in terms of the best offense. um, Certainly in terms of means versus – uh, versus Santana until they leave the game, but I still think if I could only take one bat out of that game, it's Jose Abreu.
3: I'm not sure if Cardi's out there lurking, if Cardi's walking, uh, watching or not. But uh, you said a couple things to him. You said BBP's real, yeah. And you said, you said you talked about lefty mashers, man. Like, <laughs> are you just got to needle him. Is, is Cardi lurking? I'm not really sure if he. Maybe his ears are perking, but uh, yeah, I saw the chat was asking if James is James McCann, James McCann. Is he a lefty master, or do we need like a sample size of
4: like twelve thousand at bats to? confirm or deny. I mean, we're never going to see the bad size that he wants in most of the time. So I Kari and I don't agree on everything. And that's that's two of them for sure. BvP and uh, and lefty versus righty masters. But uh, you know, I just I think you get a lot more success versus a lefty than you do a righty. If you're below average hitter as a righty versus righty say and you're an above average hitter versus lefty, that makes you a little bit of a lefty master. I mean why not? So uh, James McCann he's he's bounced around so much and it's so inconsistent and doesn't play enough to really I get a good feel for him, but I'd say, yeah, I'd certainly say he's in play.
3: Yeah, both uh, McC- McCann John the start. Aren't they rushing like, two catchers today? Is it? I feel yeah. like the two. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: yeah, they'll probably have McCann at first base, maybe, right? Or, or maybe one with right?
3: DH sir. Right? So yeah, guys, I would assume so.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, that the back end of that lineup is so bad. Cordell, Rondone, Adam Engel is dreadful. Like, you know, He's just awful
4: uh everybody today adam Engel is a professional baseball player dean
3: well it's i think it's implied it's a comparison to all the other professional baseball players like he's a great he's great at playing baseball but when compared to all the other people that are great playing baseball he's
4: awful is that not all implied? i mean she's mentioned that and everyone santana would strike you out i think angle does not strike out versus santana so i think (laughs) he's definitely a better ball player than you are he'll ground
3: out the first (laughs) um (laughs) yeah unfortunately he doesn't get to face santana his own teammate but uh, you, you want to do a round the horn? Want to jump around the horn, Pepsi? Give our favorite plays in each position? Absolutely. Speaking of catchers, we kind of teased the catchers there for Chicago. We talked about McCann. There's the beef that's lurking as well, Beef Wellington Castillo. Uh, are those guys jumbled off the page for you? Like, where else are you looking as far as catchers?
4: Yeah, catchers, interesting stuff. I actually like catcher. I mean, obviously, in a fantasy draft, you don't have to play one there. Same with Fanduel, but I'm going to play one. And that's JT Romito. I mean, I love the Phillies today. Jason Vargas is... Uh, yeah. He's relatively awful, I guess, in terms of Major League Baseball players. I mean, the guy is just – he's just got nothing left. He's I the think... Adam Engel of pitchers. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think the righties are just going to destroy him. And Ramuto is such a good hitter. Maybe he doesn't have the upside of a Hoskins or a macacha maybe, but his price isn't there either. That $4,400 on DK here, I think that where you have to play a catcher, I really want to get to Ramuto and, and try to find a way to make it work. Um, you mentioned a couple other options. Richard, Gary Sanchez is back. I don't know if i have to have him tonight but the price is reasonable and of course both these catchers in uh in um sports tonight mechanic Astier are very interesting as well they got homer upside it's a good ballpark once they get true means it's an awful bullpen so i also mentioned one more guy you know, it's rare that i want to talk about catcher i mentioned a bunch of guys Dean, but even cervelli is interesting he's just so cheap and he's always batting the no bad order in this case he's batting fifth today yeah kelly's the guy we really figured out if he's good, if he's bad, if he's neutral, I'm leaning towards the side of average, but is not a bad option either. If you're looking to save a little bit of money because you really don't care at catcher, but this is the night we can actually care at catcher.
3: I love that you're coming you're coming down on me for making fun of angle and like three seconds later, you're like, This professional baseball player is terrible at
4: throwing baseballs. <laughs> <You're a hypocrisy. laughs> no, just saying, you did start with how good of a hitter you were at one point, and you shouldn't be in front of uh shouldn't be hitting behind uh, yeah. Eric Crane and blah blah blah. So you too to own horn and then wanted to bash a major league baseball player. So I had to put you in your place a little bit. Well, no, I was saying I'm a better hitter than Crane, which is not saying I should be. <laughs> there's a big,
3: it's hitting, better hitter than Crane, there's like being able to hit the major league base. Major, it's two different uh, worlds, obviously. And you know what, Pepsi, you're bashing me, I'm going to say something nice. I've seen you in the cage before. You can rip it. You're probably a better hitter than Adam Engel. How
4: about I that? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Finally, a compliment for my best friend. It's been a lot of years. That's, that's been overdue, I think. Speaking uh, you know. of overdue, do you believe in that? No.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I believe like if you're hitting like a guy like uh, Travis Shaw or a guy like Josh Donaldson, and we're kind of looking at, you know, on the surface, our numbers are bad, but it's like you kind of dig right. into that kind stuff. It's like, right. oh, this guy's hitting the ball hard. He's just getting unlucky and look at the expo. But it's like, you know, in the, in the case of that, if you're saying the word "due" for that, then, it's you know, but like, you know, it's like saying, you know, red is due because it's hit on black seven times at the roulette table. But that doesn't, you know, every spin is the same odds. <laughs>
4: It's uh, nonetheless, I, I will go back to the I love first base. I love to tell so you, love to tell you. Yeah, first base, you know, Abreu, very reasonably priced from FanDuel. Uh, a little more expensive, obviously, in fantasy draft and DK, but I still like Abreu again. That's the best bat in a, in a good situation there at Baltimore tonight. Reese Hoskins is a guy I love tonight. Love him more than Remuto even just because, again, Vargas is awful. I think the righties are going to smash him. Hopefully they knock him out in the first or second inning, and then we get to the, the weaker parts of that uh, – Mets bullpen. I really like that Philly stack tonight. I think it's interesting. And obviously, a guy like Mitch Moreland's in play as well, just because of the fact that we can hit Tyson Ross. It's a weak bullpen behind him. He struggles versus lefties. You and I, Dean, don't love lefties in Fenway because it's actually not a good hitting environment for lefties. But he's going to have guys on base and from all game long. Red Sox got a high total. He's batting three-hole, reasonably priced. Not a big Moreland guy either, but I certainly will have exposure to him tonight. Should
3: clarify that, like it's not it's not a good home hitting environment for lefties. It's a good hitting environment fair for lefties fair top yeah, for triples, yeah, yeah. But for homers, and like you know, we we like Dongs and right, as DFS players. That's we, we want the homer, right? Uh, unless you hit Pesky's pole, it, it jets out. We were there together. We were in Fenway, and we, we saw for ourselves like, like the TV wasn't lying to us. And uh, it jets out really quickly, and it gets really really deep in, in, in right field. So a uh, much better ballpark to hit, obviously for righties and for lefties from the power perspective. But sure. Uh more one, obviously not Fleet of foot, He's probably not gonna get a triple, but you know, he can get himself a double or a single hit from the left side. And- that
4: reminds me, Dean of a question. Sorry to interrupt you there, but you mentioned you and I, you know, spending some time on road trips and going to ballparks together. And uh our experience in Family Park was truly amazing. An amazing game, great atmosphere. They beat the Yankees, which is fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I have to ask you, what is your favorite or best experience at a major league baseball game? Not watching it, but actually at the ballpark.
3: Oh, um I mean I, I saw a walk-off home run in the World Series. Marlins. Uh, Alex Gonzalez had a walk-off homer off of uh Luke Weaver's brother, Jared Weaver in like the 12th or 13th inning down the left field line Mar- and uh I guess it was called Joe Robbie or Mar- or Suntrust or Marlins Park. No, not Marlins Park. Whatever it was called, but that was amazing. In the same season, I saw the walk-off where uh Jeff Conine threw the ball to uh, Pudge Rodriguez to get some really, really slow giant out. I don't remember who it was. JT Snow, maybe? Was it JT Snow trying to score? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's that famous shot of Pudge holding the ball, thought it was famous in South Florida, at least, where they went to the next series in advance. And uh, I was out there in right field. And I had, like, the perfect angle, that, that throw. But the, for me, that, that's the best. As far as the best ballpark I've ever been to, as far as visiting, uh, I don't. Pittsburgh is just beautiful. The
4: backdrop is amazing. Yeah. It looks fake. Well, do you have an answer for this? I do, actually. I haven't been to PNC Park yet. I might be hitting that this year, as Dean and I are working on a road trip now. But uh, everybody remembers the famous Batista bat flip, and then, of course, what led to it afterwards. But I was actually at that game, and he hit it about 10 rows below me in left field there, that Batista home run. So that was pretty cool, because the atmosphere was absolutely insane. And it felt like the entire Rogers Centre was just shaking. That was a pretty cool experience as well. But my favourite ballpark I've ever been to so far is definitely Family Park. You got anything else as far as first, or you want to talk about the old Keystone position? Yeah, that's about it, really. Like, again, I love it. Brave Hoskins and Moreland, and I, I don't know that I'm necessarily getting off those three guys, really. I just think that those three guys are, are where I'm looking to attack tonight. I'll probably stay with them. What do you think of uh, second base tonight? Jonathan VR is another guy that's interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, the Baltimore bats aren't that enticing, even though we got a great matchup here. But VR is one of the few very good hitters on that team. Another guy with jack in a bag, upside leading off versus Santana. So, he probably is the top option for me. Um, I think Jose Altuve, another guy that's absolutely on fire here. I think the the Astros may go a little overlooked today versus Stewart, so Altuve is a guy you can go to as well. But I still prefer a VR there and uh, a couple other options. I think Kiki Hernandez goes yard. I think he. I think he's your surprise home run from um, off of Sha- off of uh, Hamels there. So Kiki, I like, and Michael Chavis. I don't know how much we know about Michael Chavis. Uh, actually the Red Sox top prospect now, uh, third baseman playing second tonight, um, with Devers obviously playing third, but Shavis uh, is a good hitter, got some power and, um, yeah, he's, he's dirt cheap industry wide there. So if you're not paying up for VRL too, I think you can easily go down to uh, a Shavis, and, uh, and he's got some value for you. He walloped on last night.
3: The chat says, my mind is filled with some of the worst reminiscent memories like, how is that a bad memory, like, of watching your favorite team at the time hit a walk-off home. Like, what is, what's – how's that a – that's not a weird
4: memory, is it? That seems like the chalk, no? Maybe they got confused with the whole Conine throwing JT Snow at the plate part. But, again, that's a playoff game, right? That, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. Correct. That's that, that knocked the Giants out, out of the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was uh, not as clear as it is now that uh, that throw finished finish the game was a big deal. But that uh, – yeah, some of those Marlins runs were absolutely insane, and, and nobody saw – Either of the World Series coming, I don't think. I and mean, one was the Josh Beckett showing, just shutting everybody down and beating the Yankees. That, that was just crazy to me. But uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, the walk off that would be an awesome experience. to I mean, any ballpark and a walk off is great. Doing it in the playoffs is a hundred times better. And
3: also that same game, a Cabrera hit a, like nineteen year old Miguel Cabrera hit a home run uh, opposite field of Roger Clemens. It was supposed to be Roger Clemens' last game, so there right. was a lot, lot packed in that game. Um, Okay, and Yeah, I think Clemens tried to brush him back and like the very next pitch he banged out or something like that. That's the way my uh, my fuzzy, reminiscent memories happen to go down at least. something I feel like I'm, I might be combining stories, but I think that all happened in that same game. Uh, hot corner, Pepsi,
4: third base, what do you have for me? Third base I'm not really in love with. Again, Michael Chavez is pretty cheap. You can play him at third base if you can. I think that's a nice move for value. Uh, Rafael Devers again in the middle of that order for the Red Sox uh, is a good place to go today. We're back to Bregman and the Astros again, a team that I don't have to play but I think again they'll go under or overlooked a little bit here and uh, so much upside there with a guy like uh, Bregman but um, you know and I guess if you want to go to the White Sox you have Moncada's there as well he's got some home run upside as we know but uh, I kind of favor Means in that battle versus Moncada so unless you're stacking Chicago or just kind of looking to be uh, as a one-off I don't, I don't love Moncada compared to the other couple of guys that I mentioned but uh, Moncada's probably just going to be in that White Sox stack only for me tonight Shortstop, Pepsi, your position. What do you have for me? Yeah, I think it's Bogarts, you know. Um, hey, <laughs> it's, it's a seven-game slate. I know I keep talking about the same teams, but it's easy to narrow down the offense tonight. It's, it's happening in Baltimore. It's happening in Fenway. might happen out in Houston. But uh, Bogarts is definitely the top option. Reason Rice right still, industry-wide. I don't think you have to pay a pretty penny to get him. So really like Bogarts tonight, Jeff, and VR, where he's shortstop eligible. Again, I really like VR at the top of that order. And Correa, once again, we're going to go to an Astros, the third option here that uh, might be on our own.
3: You okay with Turner? Uh, Turner is really cheap. He hasn't been very particularly good this year just yet. Uh, you, you think uh, he's cheap enough to throw a dart at?
4: Yeah, I don't mind Justin Turner. I mean, I probably won't go there just because we've got some good options. The third, I like some of the value we have there in and Chavez. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's cheap. He's back in the lineup. He's got the platoon splits in his favor. He's on the road in the two-hole. I, I like Turner as well, especially more so maybe on DK where he's, he's quite cheap there. Um, again, I'm not really seeking him out. But I think it would be interesting to load up on some of these uh, – some of these Dodgers versus Hamels, I really think some regressions coming from Hamels. But the worry there is, again, with going to some of these guys, especially like a David Freeze, is that how many bats are you going to get out of him, right? And, of course, Kiki's much better from the, the right side than flipping over with facing a righty. So um, the Dodgers are fine. I think they're a nice contrarian stack, but they're a little bit further down for me. And uh, I see Cranes in the chat now giving it to you here.
3: Unbelievable. He's here to steal. He's probably he probably a serious today. He doesn't prepare, so he wants to watch the though We'll watch our show to, to uh, steal some notes for sure. Uh, and You mentioned Freeze. Yeah, like once a ready comes in, I'm trying to see in the Dodgers on it. Uh, who's not in there? No jock jams. He's not playing today. Uh, decent chance he comes in the game at some Don't point.
4: Either. Who else? Muncy is missing as well. Yeah.
3: Um, so one of those guys very well is going to replace You know, game situation really can't predict these things, but decent shot that Freeze gets the hook at some point. Uh, I pulled up the Statcast data as far as Turner. I was curious uh, if he's getting unlucky to some degree the exit velocity is there we'll give him that it's actually higher this year than it's been in years past 90.1 90. miles per hour up the bat on average 89.1 last year 89.3 the year before uh, as far as the x woba it's 366 as opposed to 385 last year 48407 so that's a little bit lower but that's at least encouraging he's hitting the ball hard for what it's worth not exactly getting his money's worth who's gonna hit the homer up early like one one of these guys going hit a homer up Erlander he gives up Won a game, basically, uh, you know, he's a fly ball pitcher when somebody actually hits the ball. Uh, is, is Nelly Cruz the most likely candidate?
4: I was going to say the boomstick. I mean, it seems like the obvious choice, but again, that's uh, the guy most likely for me. If I'm picking one, it's probably going to be boomstick.
3: Yeah. And geez, Crane is just yapping away in the chat, still talking smack. I mean, look, Pepsi, you know, you, you've, you've, you not, you've not you have seen Crane in the batting cages. You've seen me and I'm like, I'm, I'm at least confident these days.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say much on credit. I've never seen the guy. He's got a little boy now, so maybe he's out there playing baseball with him. Maybe he's in baseball shape, and perhaps he's, you're he's not so much. Like I've seen enough of Dean to know that I believe he was a very good ball player one time. We saw the article to back up your story <laughs> that you uh, had your little batting title in championships. So I don't doubt that you're a good ball player in the day, but right now, you're not playing a few years, and maybe he's out practicing with his kid. You never know. Maybe Craig's got the edge on anyway you. His now. kid is zero, Pepsi. You know, he's not. His kid's not throwing a baseball. We're not talking about his kid playing, though. We're talking about whether he's in baseball shape or not. He's not. I can confirm. <laughs> he's not in baseball shape. Craig, is, confirm. Are you in baseball shape? Is
3: Vogel... can... <laughs> I mean, it's a liberal. Uh, Where baseball shape you can got, you can interpret that many ways, I suppose, because there are guys like Justin Bohr and Vogelbach playing baseball, but uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're not to that degree either.
4: None That's no why I said uh, baseball shape and not shape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you have for me as shortstop, Pepsi? Your position. Yeah, we just went over shortstop, actually. We're going to go to the outfield now, Dean. See, the crane's got you all rattled, man. Here come the sevens. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> so we talked about Mookie Betts.
3: Let's bring him up once again. Mookie Betts, obviously, an awesome play. How about, the, you know, J.D. Martinez and Benintendi, our lefty there against Ross? Uh, he's an Oregon guy that can swipe and bag. You know, if, if he gets on base, he's not banging one out. Yeah. Uh, you got JBJ. Is really, really cheap. You need some savings. Boston, of course, is a team total just under six today against Ross. Uh, Where else are we looking besides Boston?
4: Yeah, you mentioned Jackie Bradley. If you're looking for more value there, he's a a solid player. He's struggling with steel. I I don't mind ever in in Fenway Park in a good matchup batting, playing some of these guys lower in the batting order. Uh, All those Red Sox guys are in play. Uh, I like McCutcheon as well. Again, I like the Phillies a lot, especially the righties. Uh, Mike Trout's a guy I know he's talking a whole lot about. He's a pretty good ball player versus CeCe. So I think Trout and Harper. Both go under own tonight just because Harper's got the lefty lefty matchup. Which don't be afraid of that guys. Vargas is just awful. Period. So if you're doing your Philly stacks, I wouldn't suggest leaving out Harper. Or if you're doing multiple Philly stacks, at least get some exposure to Harper. And a and guy like Trout is a one-off, a so pretty good play. And because of his price point always being high, I don't see a lot of uh, traction on him tonight. Uh, the Houston Astros again, Michael Brantley and Springer be a little bit under own I think in comparison to the Baltimore and Fenway Park here. I mentioned Kiki is also available there too and um, yeah, I think Nick Castellanos is, is a guy that's also an interesting play, moderately priced if anybody's going to hit one out off of Rodriguez, to me it's going to be Castellanos so he's a guy that I don't mind rostering even if you are rolling Rodriguez out there if you're looking for a one-off but it seems unlikely you want a one-off versus your pitcher if you're, you're more likely to stack tonight
3: Yeah, I was pulling up uh, Cole Stewart, uh, the pitcher tonight pitching for Minnesota against Houston and not a big sample on him in the last you know year or two we don't have a ton of, ton of data but uh, not a lot of fly balls, a lot of ground balls. Uh, he's given up 0.25 homers per night in 36 innings. Again, uh, not a lot of data out there. Also walking too many people as well, uh, but a 15.1% K rate. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this Houston team, again, their, their team total is just, you know, it's five and a half as well. Uh, and Of course, they have some boppers at the top. It's pretty loaded uh, at the top as well. So uh, you don't want to ignore Houston. I think they're a pretty interesting pivot off of Boston for sure. Pollock is too cheap. Not sure if Mitch and Pollock, again, I was reading Crane in the chats. So I apologize. I heard some names. I don't believe I heard Pollock.
4: Uh, no, you're good.
3: He, he's, uh, you know, against the lefty there and Cole Hamels, who respectable pitcher, not the best temperature, not the best ballpark or conditions, but nonetheless, bake it all in. It's still kind of a discount there, so I have no problem with him. McNeil just a pretty solid hitter. Uh, Nemo is hurt, so he had the McNeil's leading off against Velasquez. Kind of sort of ignored that game. Um, it's interesting. We've ignored that, we kind of ignored that game on both ends, but it's got a nine-and-a-half total for what it's worth. I guess that speaks to Vargas. Uh, Velasquez can be uh, volatile, too. You never really know what he, – you know, he's the old uh, box of chocolates, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you never really know what you need there from Velasquez. Uh, and, you know, the Mets lineup is a little bit weakened, but the, who, who's missing? Is the bopper not in there? Yeah, the, the, they're without their uh, their big first baseman, right?
4: Yeah, Alonzo's missing, and we know Nemo's out to injury as well, so you're missing a couple of uh, a good sticks in there. But like you said, McNeil's, McNeil's a pretty good contact stick. You're not really missing a whole lot from Nimo to him. All right, let's uh let's fire up the old
3: uh, plate IQ. Take a peek as far as what's going down. Show the people we've been talking about. Um, what would, yeah, so here is Means. We're talking about Means, Just sort of looking at uh one of the reasons why he's interesting is because Chicago. Uh, this is what 2018, 2019 as far as the sample size, as far as the plate appearances. Some of these guys not a huge sample size, but uh, you know it's all red. We're pointing at all red as far as these guys all. They don't walk. And they strike out a ton. There is some power, of course, in this lineup with the Um And by the way, McCann doesn't really have a, a woe with it or an iso that jumps off the table against lefties. I know people would think of him as a noted lefty masher, but at least the last year and this year in 116 plate appearances, a 103 iso is not very good, folks. I don't want to –
4: Go Sorry, gonna say it was more or less like a year, a year and a half stretch where he was had pretty good numbers, and then he just became labeled the lefty master, and then it's just it's kind of stuck with him. But uh, in his defense, he hasn't been playing a lot the last couple of years to get into some kind of a rhythm either due to injuries and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that he is a lefty master at this point. So
3: D-Train's dropped to knowledge here in the chat, by the way. Apparently, Cam and I believe that Steve's kid, uh, is going to be he's going to be an opener for the Angels today, followed by Pena, for what that's worth. So. Ooh um like that that's always a good thing for the starter because well assuming that you're facing an actual like good lineup because you know normally you, you face one two three four five six whatever if you come in at the five spot all of a sudden five becomes one two becomes you know six becomes two and, and so forth and you face the hitters that aren't as good more often but like that Yankee lineup does it matter uh, I don't know maybe maybe they'll miss uh, Sanchez maybe they'll miss Boyd or something like that so it might actually be a positive Per depending on when uh, he relieves adrosion. Uh, I did want to show it, again, like there's so much to dig into. A complete IQ, uh, some of it's free, some of it's not. Here's their premium reports, which, uh, oh, don't have that for some reason. But there's so much. Uh, oh, why is this not popping up? Is this not available because it's a. Uh... Oh, wait. What about John J. Pepsi? Did you catch that? Pick a different oh, batter. Dave. I'm you on the wrong batter. This. What am I doing over yeah. here? I'm screwing this up, you know? Pepsi. You know, you're in
4: charge, my friend. Good thing. I
3: slept, I slept through rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so this is what we were talking about before as far as the premium leaderboard. And this is the the stolen base, the stolen base threat rating. And not only are bets and Ben like really, really strong bats today, but uh, the ability to steal a bag against Tyson Ross. It's the first the first two they're kind of jumping off the page. Uh, let me see if I can kind of find uh, a premium report on another game. If I can so give me a game, Pepsi
4: uh boston and chicago or boston and detroit sorry
3: there you go boston are you trying to set me up for failure
4: (laughs) you can do that all on your own so i'm not trying to make it any difficult for you
3: i absolutely can That's confirmed uh erod's facing by the way all righties for what it's worth you can see the lineup here the check marks means it's an official lineup and it tells you uh you know what the hand plate appearance is here iso woba k percentage walk percentage um there's even some boards If they hit the ball hard, they hit the ball soft, yada, 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 the stolen base rating. And what I was trying to get at was the premium reports. And I'm not going to sit there and read it to you guys, but there's so much stuff here to dig into, the positive, the negative. uh, And you can do, like, the recent trends past 60 days, past 12 months, past 30 days as far as hitters, as far as as pitchers. There is so much stuff here to dig into. Again, just want to give you all a tease. And if you're not premium members, you can check that out today for free. It is premium week. Pepsi, we are a little bit behind on time. I know this is something I feel like I say all the time in the show, but uh, I want to save some time for chat. Uh, if you guys are on the YouTube, now's a good time to, to fire some questions out there. D-Train is going to grab those questions, throw them here at the Roto-Grinders chat. If you're on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. we much appreciate that. If you guys are already in RG, throw some questions out in the Roto-Grinders chats. Pepsi, as your questions are loading, give us uh, your favorite stacks tonight.
4: Uh, Boston's the top one. Uh, I really like runs in the Baltimore Chicago White Sox game for obvious reasons. And my kind of off the radar ones, the the Phillies. I mean, obviously you can go Dodgers. I think you can go Houston, but I really like the Phillies. Because I think Jason Vargas is awful. Pepsi, you know what's coming next? Dongs, three dudes who's banging one out. Mookie Betts, Jose Abreu, and oh, you know what? I had Chris Davis, but of course he's not in the lineup. I didn't change that, but I'll go to Jackie Bradley Jr. Noxie, no, give me Michael Chavez instead. Sorry, Chavez. That's a bold I like that. That's a good call. And by the way Crane
3: in chat, the votes. uh, he says he he says holy blank. I never knew those premium reports reports existed. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Crane doesn't need all this stuff, He's just studying his own, I
3: guess. Well, he just steals information from other but we're not gonna name names or anything, but uh yeah, uh and, and you know, I'll be honest, There, every once in a while I'll find something in RT. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know it yeah. was a, There's just like, so much goodness here, we can't possibly cover it all. I'm not gonna out myself, I'm just gonna point at Crane and make fun of him um all right we got some questions loading up in the chat as we speak uh, gpp pepsi for tournaments Schwarber, pollock or jdj
4: Well, i like the pollock call by you though you know he's very good versus lefties so i'm gonna go pollock because he's also heavily on their own i think he was also on that stolen base
3: page potentially uh which was kind of a surprise to me when i see him pop in there
4: uh how about a pittsburgh stack uh, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Pittsburgh lacks power, though. That ballpark's not good, especially for righties. But we don't really know what Mark Kelly is. I, mm-hmm. I guess I don't mind it. I probably won't go. There. I'm just having a little peek at their roster here now. And I'm just I'm not impressed with the upset in terms of power. Frazier, Cabrera, Moran, and any of those guys getting a double homer night. I mean, Bell even, Cervelli. I just I don't mind some of these cheap Pittsburgh bats tonight, but I, I'm not stacking them.
3: Yeah, I just have a hard time getting excited about that roster and that ballpark. And like you said, Kelly could be an absolute disaster. We don't know. Like, I, I cannot speak confidently on what he is. But uh, just there's not a lot of, you know, big bats kind of lurking there as far as the Pittsburgh side. Uh, Fandle Cash. It's a two for Pepsi. You ready? Yep. Ruiz and Benintendi versus Bregnic, uh, Bregman and Marisnik.
4: Ruiz, Benintendi.
3: Oh, this is right up your alley, Pepsi. Conforto, question mark. He's apparently been dominant versus, uh, versus Vincent Velasquez. Let's let's pull up the MVP. Well, What's your thoughts as far as Conforto?
4: I'm a fan of Conforto anytime he's facing a right-handed pitcher. I'm a big Conforto guy. We know Velasquez struggles to throw strikes at times. Um, I wish it was more of a contact-oriented matchup for him, but I'm perfectly fine with Conforto as a one-off. I don't think you need to go here in cash. Yeah. There's better options, but if for GPPs, whether it's a one-off or part of a Mets lefty stack, I like it.
3: Confort to a 15 plate appearances 12 official at bats, six hits, three dongs, mm. uh, three walks, two strikeouts. For what it's worth, I mean,
4: you know. I'll say this, Dean. I'll say that I like the Mets stack a lot better than the Pirate stack, and he's looking to be a little contrarian.
3: I agree with that too. Although that Mets lineup is kind of watered down to some degree. Uh, top two tournament pitchers on DK.
4: Top two tournament pitchers. Like price is not a thing. Okay, I'll say John Means just because of the bang for your buck and the White Sox lineup, as we saw on the plate IQ is full of strikeouts and no walks. So the upside's there for $5,200. And I mean, I think Verland is probably as safe as He's got the leash you want. We know he can count. And I'm, I'm going to say Rodriguez. I like a little more in terms of uh bang for your buck. So I'll go to Lynn here and say Rodriguez and means. I just love the upside for strikeouts and, uh, and both the matchups for these guys.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you pair them together and DK you have just under four, three per stick, and you know, you, you can want. make, you, you can make that work. You yeah. Definitely make that work. It would, Basically, uh, get at least a handful of bats you really, really like. Uh, let's see. We have Quir- uh, Crane still 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 chirping in here. Ah, I just uh, clicked and I missed the
4: – hold on. Ralph Lauren. Or- I- I'm so confused on that question. I've got a good one here, Dean, so I'm going to go ahead and answer a question from YouTube being the four-man stack from the White Sox. And that's a good question because there's six batters deep, but this is what I'll tell you. Okay. I the best bat. Tim Anderson and Yoann Moncada tie for number two for me. And if I'm picking between the catchers, like say he says four-man stacker, so maybe he's on Fando, for example, or maybe just has room for four, I give give uh, the Beef Wellington the edge over McCann there. So Abreu, Moncada, Anderson, Castilla is how I would rank the four White Sox bats in a stack.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. And, like, also part of that, of course, is, like, if you're double stacking, if you do, like, a 4-4, four, four, you want you want to stack certain players that are compatible with certain teams, like – Right. Uh, like Houston, you could, you could stack with teams that are weak at shortstop and weak at second base, things like that. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's something people consider. I think some people consider that, but uh, you got to consider that the line of construction, obviously, super, super important. Um, let's see, other questions here that are lurking in chat. So, single entry favorite stack. If you're just going to, uh, you know, instead of like a, a mass multi entry contest, Pepsi, if yeah. you're going to stack a team. Now, in theory, uh, how this works is um, the ownership is going to be even more condensed on the single entry. So like, however popular Boston is, however popular Houston may be, they're going to be more popular in the single entries. And of course we always talk about it in baseball. You can fade anybody, anybody, uh, especially if their ownership's creeping around, you know, 30%, 25, 30, 40%. uh, Even if, even if a guy hits a homer, like a solo home run, and that's it, like you could, you could survive that. It's okay. If he's 40% owned, you don't have him. So uh, who do you have for me? Give me a team that you think is a good uh, single-entry tournament uh, team.
4: Yeah, you got Academy Yards being one of the best places. You also mentioned Boston-Houston. I would fade all of them, and I'd go to the Phillies against Vargas. So,
3: yeah, Crane is – I don't think Crane has access to the premium. He's taking advantage of the the, the free uh, giveaway today. He's digging through. and He says, wow, these premium reports are actually really cool. So, uh, I know, Pepsi, you know a guy, so you get it for free, right? I know a guy as well. But uh, I I know a guy, and I told him not to give it to Crane. I said, just make sure Crane's got to pay because I don't want them getting uh, any sort of perks working here at RG. Uh, <laughs> top two SP and positional players in order, value considered. Wait, hold top
4: on. Two, top two SPs and position players? Well, you
3: already did pitchers. I mean, we can go around the horn once again, I suppose. Your two favorite catchers are?
4: Two favorite catchers are Ramuto and probably the Beef Wellington. First. Abreu Hoskins. Second. Uh, Michael Chavez is your value where you can play him at second, but it's VR Altuve, hot corner, uh, Devers and Chavez again, shortstop, Bogarts VR, outfield, ooh, uh, JBJ Jackie Bradley Jr. is your best value. Bets is my top bat. Really, any of the any of the Red Sox will do. But two guys again that I love tonight that aren't going to see a lot of uh, ownership. Maybe Harper versus a lefty and Trout.
3: Thoughts on uh, going with Lyles and Sabathia, SB one, SB two in a tournament. My issue with Sabathia is he—oh, is he—is he in baseball shape, Sabathia? He's in baseball <laughs> shape. Isn't he? Well, I mean, he's lost his arms in baseball shape. It's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, he's got—you know—he used to be dominant. He used to be awesome, obviously, back in the day. And now he just—you know—he's lost some velocity. He gets by with like grit and veteran savvy and guile and those kind of words, I suppose. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't strike out a bunch of dudes and. The Angels, as terrible as they are, they don't strike out. So there's not a lot of upside there. And he's also probably not going to go terribly deep. I just, you know, I, I, he's not on my radar. I'm not playing Sabathia. Yeah, he's asking I, about Lyle and Sabathia together.
4: I'll say I, I don't hate it. It's fairly safe. There's not a lot of upside there. I don't, I don't hate it. Again, I like the idea of saving the money with means and hoping he strikes out all those White Socks. So with potentials there. But if you're throwing one entry and you don't want to roll the dice and something like that, and you're trying to avoid the chalk, I don't hate Lyles and uh, and Sabathia if You're trying to avoid guys like Verland and Rodriguez.
3: I'm saying, would you would you be scared to roster Pena now with the news? What's the news? The news that Sanchez oh, that is that he's,
4: play? The, he's the reliever, I guess. That he's he's not the opener. I mean, like you said, that's I a know, benefit. That is a better thing because assuming Bedrosian is okay in the first inning and gets through three or even five batters, it takes him to get through that inning. That's a weaker start of the lineup that that Pena's facing, so it it actually helps him because it's not going to hurt his leash any. Instead of him going six, he goes into the into the sixth or seventh now, possibly. I'm not sure. Is Butcherosian a lefty? I don't. I'm not
3: trying to think no, of these He's a righty. Way. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job there. I didn't know off the top of my head. I don't know every lefty righty reliever. Um. But usually that's how they do it. Sometimes at least. But I'm, I'm looking at the projected Yankee right. lineup, and they're projected to only have a few lefties in there. And Gardner, batting third, presumably. Tachman, uh batting seventh. But that's the thing. Like if Pena comes in, uh, and the first picture, the first batter he sees is like Clint Frazier, Clint Frazier, for all purposes, is the leadoff hitter for for Pena. That's the batting order for him. So it goes Frazier, Tauchman, Ford, Wade, presuming that that's the lineup, right? So, yeah, I'd rather have him face those guys before he faces Boyd and LeMahieu. Le
4: wow. just saw the show. Does Dean have anything nice to say with the Yankees guy is such a hater. Actually, even I mean, in in defense of you, you've been hating on everybody. Me, (laughs) I mean the Yankees, you've hated Adam Engel. Everybody's getting abused by you today. Opportunity hater.
3: Have I said anything? This Yankee team is terrible. It is. I mean, I'm sorry. It is. And if it wasn't the Yankees, I kind of feel bad for him with all these injuries. But, uh, you know, congratulations
4: to them for, for uh, playing well, like you said. I would like to be terrible. and won eight of my last ten and five straight, just saying.
3: Well, I mean, there's a thing called small samples. And there's, a, there's a thing called big samples. I mean, you know, and the worst baseball team could be the best baseball team in a three-game series or a five-game series. You know Good
4: for them, though. Good for them. Not It just doesn't, you know, I, I mean, I'm not sitting there dug out listening to anything, but it seems like nobody's talking about the injuries. and our not complaining. They're just going out and playing baseball and finding a way to win. So that's, that's impressive. By the way, Crane will be on with cards. Let's give him a plug. Let's tell the people in case they aren't aware. On
3: SiriusXM, it's Crane and cards from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Take you, guys, all, all the way up to uh, the lock. And you can actually call in, and you can ask Crane questions, and you can uh, maybe ask Crane how his
4: swing is, how is swinging these days. And despite the fact that Dean hates Crane, he's really a good dude. He's very entertaining. So uh, check that out, guys. Pepsi, you're supposed to be on my side here. What's going on? What just happened? I'm not not on your side. I just, I, I just really like Crane, even though you don't. I think he's entertaining. The show is awesome over there. So if you guys haven't listened to that, it, it, it's a, it's certainly a good listen to, for sure. If I
3: wasn't too busy making lineups, I'd call in and troll him just for fun. <laughs> Time is a commodity. One more for the road, Pepsi. Uh, if going with a Philly stack, who would be your top plays
4: besides Harper? So build me a Philly stack. Well, I, I don't necessarily have to have Harper. I think that if you can make it work for sure, but I would go in the order of Hoskins, um, McCutchen, Ramuto, just because the splits are in their favor. And if you if you can't make the lineup with Harper, I'm okay with just those three rights. All right, and they're still upset that like who's I mean, how
3: how insecure are you as a Yankee fan? Like you're getting insulted, the people are making fun of you. You're like the greatest like team franchise in the last so many years, and like somebody makes fun of you and you all of a sudden get sensitive it's like just just point
4: point to the point to the scoreboard yeah. point to the banners it's okay it's, i just think that if you're not a yankee fan you're not in new york you're hated everybody hates the yankees unless you are in new york and it's not like that and and most other franchises so i think that they're already sensitive
3: i just love if you have an opinion on something and it happens to be a negative opinion automatically it's because you hate that franchise it's like no i don't care about the yankees i don't care about the Blue ah, Jays.
4: You I mean, hate, them. You the hate Blue Jays, them.
3: The Blue Jays are terrible. No offense. The Blue Jays are terrible. I'm just trying to be as honest as possible.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yankee hater. So, one of the Marlins. uh Pepsi, give me something for the road. I don't really have a whole lot other than maybe you're a, a Yankee hater, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're not stacking Boston and Cam Yards, make sure you get some Philly stacks in there. I, I love them tonight. And uh, I got uh, Betts as my top hitter. Jack in a bag tonight. Wookiee Betts. And uh, I got uh, Eduardo Rodriguez as my best pitcher. I'm going
3: to say this. Stay tuned for crunch time. If you guys are premium members and you're asking questions in the chat you're in right now, the hosts do not see it. There is a special premium chat. And uh, trying to help Devin out because Devin all the time it's like people are asking questions in there. And he's like, that's the wrong chat. That's the wrong chat. That's the wrong chat. Make sure you get in the premium chat so you can ask one cheese is good about how good he is at singing. You can ask about baseball and Roth, of course, oh, okay. there. they're – is there for weather. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. We're running a little bit late. I apologize for that D train. We're out of here.